Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. everybody and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs Ask the Experts. My name is Marissa Morgan and I'll be your host today. I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. And on behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I'm excited to welcome you to today's show. Today's show is actually the first of a four-part series with a very special guest who's going to discuss with us and teach us how to increase conversions by more than 200%. Our guest is a former director of marketing of the world's largest social media marketing resource, and he's also a CRO expert. If you're saying, what's CRO? We'll explain in just a minute, so don't go anywhere. Today is part one of four, and we're going to be talking about conversion rate optimization. There you go. That's what CRO means. Conversion rate optimization and customer mindset. So I don't want you to go anywhere. And as we dive into today's talk, I want you to know that today's talk is live. It's interactive. If you have questions or comments for our guest, leave those in the comment section below, and I will bring them up throughout the show for our guests to answer live. So consider this a literally a masterclass, a four-part series masterclass on customer, uh, excuse me, conversion rate optimization and include any questions or comments you might have. Now, before we get started, I just want to give a quick mention to the producer of our show and the producer of our show is Engage, the company. And if you've not heard of Engage yet, I want to encourage you to just jot this down. It's www.ngagge.com. That is the website for Engage. And what you can find there is a cloud-based, subscriber-based platform that is filled with free forever tools to help you grow and scale your business. Tools to help you with organizing your contacts, your scheduling, automation, tools to ultimately help you optimize your customer experience, which is a way to get ahead in today's competitive marketplace. And it's also a great place to put into effect and into action some of the things you're going to learn during our four-part series. So engage.com, check that out after today's show. And then also, if you're interested in engaging with unlimited leads. If you're interested in becoming a brand influencer in your niche, I also want you to consider going to nagelive.com, N-G-A-G-G-E live.com. There you can find out more information about our Engage Live program, which is a way for you to get your own live stream or podcast or show up and running and be able to get your brand out there, be able to engage with unlimited leads, become an influencer, and also have this great content that you can then repurpose in different places. Now, speaking of repurposing and sharing content, I'm actually in the process right now of sharing today's show onto my page. And I want to encourage you to do that too. This is a live interactive show. If you're watching right now live, go to the bottom of your screen. There'll be a little arrow. You can actually share today's talk right to your own LinkedIn. And as we all know, sharing content is a great way to get more engagement on your page. Okay. All right. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to today's special guest. He is joining us all the way from sunny San Diego, and his name is Colin Lepiscopo. If you don't know who Colin is, you need to, because his resume is not only impressive, but he has a fun, a couple fun special skills that I'll share as well. He's kind of a guy you don't want to mess with. Listen for more, I'll tell you. He is the director of campaign strategy for the Global Leadership Network. He also has over eight years of experience in marketing live events, 
TV productions, even Broadway musicals, best-selling books, and also online products. He is the founder of Meta, which is a CRO, that's a conversion rate optimization agency that helps businesses grow. And when I said he's someone you don't want to mess with, he also is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt. Uh, so I'm, I'm telling you, you don't want to mess with him when it comes to, you know, taking him off, but he is someone you want to mess with and get his input if you're interested in figuring out how to better optimize the way that you're connecting with leads and customers and the way that you're building your brand. That's what he is so wonderful at. Now, Colin, welcome. Welcome to today's show. Thank you for being our guest expert on digital marketing intelligence for entrepreneurs. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful intro. I'm glad to be here. I I, I don't want people to be scared off though from from the introduction. So I'm I'm currently nursing a sprained ankle. So please. Oh, perfect. I'm I'm, I'm a I'm you know very limited here. So don't don't worry. I'm not a threat. Promise. Well, I think is that don't tell me that's the only reason you were able to make time for us today because I know not you're a busy all. busy man. Not at all. Not He's at like, hey, yeah, Chris, I, I I've got a one-year-old. I'm chasing like, around. I can sit down and be in one place and come on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm hobbling around chasing my one-year-old. That's that's the, the main activity. <laughs> well, we're really excited to have you here. And as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of our show, this is a four-part series, right? So we're going to be diving into uh, conversion rate optimization. And you've really done something wonderful. And you're really giving us ultimately this masterclass. And you've broken things down into four different parts for us. Now, I do want to share with everybody what today's show outline looks like, and then we'll give you a quick overview of what the series will dive into. So we're talking about how to increase conversions by more than 200%. Raise your hand if, if that sounds awesome. Um, part one today, we're going to talk about the intro to CRO and understanding our customer mindset. So we'll get into what is CRO, myths about CRO, company mindset versus customer mindset, who is your audience, and then Colin will give us an actionable takeaway. And, and, and part of that today is the idea of reviewing your own website through the eyes of your customer. So that's what we're going to dive into live on today's show. But Colin, would you mind giving us an overview really of the entire series and the four different parts what where you kind of expect to take us on this yeah. master class journey yeah absolutely yeah um appreciate that that introduction and um yeah i the, the one thing about cro and why what i love about it is that you're able to see these massive increases when you see an increase of 200%. And, um, you know, I just looked at an experiment from earlier this year and it was 445.9% increase. And so, you know, it's not just a big number, it's more of, of the goals that you want to achieve for your company that help you grow. So that's, what's so exciting about this. So, um, in today's, um, in today's live stream, we're going to talk more really just like, Hey, what is CRO? What does that term actually mean? What do you actually do? And a little bit more about mindset. Like, hey, what is what is a company mindset and what is a customer mindset? Because a lot of people generally have a, a, a company mindset, and it um, kind of hinders what you can what you can do with increasing your conversions. Um, in the the next talk after that, we'll talk about value versus cost and the relationship those two things have, and how. Um, basically that is the the fulcrum in everyone's mind as they go through and make decisions not online but usually throughout their day and even throughout life honestly it comes mm -hmm. down to value versus cost and then we'll talk a little bit more about like what does the term value proposition actually mean because the term value proposition gets thrown around a lot and i think there are like kind of shadows of it or versions of it that people use but there is a there is a specific definition for what that should be and how it can how it can help you uh create language that will lead to a higher conversions in the and next, know, um, yep, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, and after reading some notes about this idea of value proposition, we kind of came up with this idea in terms of titling our next show. It's about convincing a prospect to take action, right? Yeah. How many hoops totally. are you making them jump through, you know, before they're going to click this or agree to this or sign up right. for your blog or whatever it might be? Right. Did you think that makes sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, jumping through hoops, you know, what, that's, that's a term we'll call friction, right? How mm -hmm. much friction is there leading up to the, 
the conversion because uh, there's kind of this idea of this, like the funnel idea um, that people are just kind of like falling into the funnel. People are falling into your email list. I don't know anybody that's just falling into my email list. Like that doesn't just happen. Like people aren't just finding their way there. We need to actually draw them in. And people, people aren't getting up in the day and saying, I want to sign up for another newsletter. Like you don't wake up and just open your browser and start trying to find things to sign up for. Yeah. Um, unless you're crazy, maybe people do that. And um, so generally you're trying to draw people in and, and, and the funnel is actually inverted. It's, it's like a mountain you're trying to get people to climb. So there's a lot of friction when you're going uphill and you're fighting gravity. So that's more of what you want people to think about. Uh, and when you start viewing it that way, you're like, oh, how can we make this easier for them? Mm -hmm. So less mm -hmm. hoops. You know what's interesting? Just an example I thought of that really resonates with me and is a great analogy to what you were just saying about friction is the idea of making doctor's appointments. No one, you know, at the beginning of January 1st with their New Year's resolution says, this year, I can't wait to make my annual doctor's appointment on May 2nd, you know, because every year in May I go right? No one wakes yeah. up thinking about that or no one even really wants to go do that if they're an overall healthy person with no major issues. It's kind of this afterthought to go in for an annual physical. Yeah. But doctor's offices now are making it so much easier to be at the forefront of a patient's mind because they're doing things like emailing patients two months in advance. Or they have apps now where you get reminders like, hey, don't forget to make your physical appointment in May. So yeah. there's all these different tools that all kinds of businesses are using, including healthcare. So that like you shared, Colin, no one's waking up going, oh yeah, I feel like I need to sign up for some blogs today. Right. Um, so it's, it's making it in a way easier for us to handle our adulting responsibilities, but it's also making it easier for companies to, um, influence our decision-making. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in a positive way, right. There's nothing like malicious about this because i know sometimes people are like well i feel i don't i i don't know i feel you know weird about marketing or i'm gonna you know you don't want to feel like a sleazy car salesman as a marketer but we really are trying to help people find more of the right people for for whatever company you're trying to help people find the right place like you, you want more you want qualified leads right if you have somebody signing up for a blog or you want your customer profile that you have reading your blog. You don't want people that aren't going to be interested in your products or aren't going to be interested in, in gaining that insight. You know, I, I don't want people that are interested in SEO si signing up for my, my newsletter. I'm not going to be able to help you and you're not going to be interested in the content. So mm -hmm. you really are trying to find more of the right people that are like, yeah, you're interested in zero. Great. Let's talk more, you know? So makes sense. A qualified yeah. lead and a lead that is interested. Absolutely. One of those is, is worth, uh, gold compared to 20 or 30 or 100 unqualified, Absolutely. uninterested leads, Absolutely. quality over quantity. Well, let's dive into today's talk because we do only have an hour and I feel like you are such a wealth of information. So sure want to use our yeah. time wisely. If you're listening right now live or watching us live on LinkedIn, if you have any questions or comments for Colin, drop those in the comment section. I'll make sure to get to every question and comment. And just let us know where you're joining us from today. Colin's live in San Diego. I'm live in um, Wyzetta, Minnesota. So we are a global show. We'd love to know where you're tuning in from. Okay, Colin, let's just talk about the big money question yes. of the day that's getting this whole you know four-part series started. What is CRO? So CRO is conversion rate optimization. And mm -hmm. conversion, conversion rate optimization is the process of increasing the percentage of prospects who complete a desired action. I'll say, it, I'll say it again. Conversion rate optimization is the process of increasing the percentage of prospects who complete a desired action. So when we talk about a couple of keywords, there's prospects. That's anyone who's landing on your website, anyone who's seeing marketing materials. And we talk about the reason we say desired action because that conversion can be anything that you want your prospect, your potential customer to do. So it's not just sales. A lot of times people just think about sales and they think about the, the bottom line. It can be signups. It can be clicks. It can be opens. It's, it's any one of those things. It can be, you know, 
what thumbnail they click to watch your YouTube video. And then they get to your channel and they subscribe. And um, it can be which which email uh, subject line leads to a, to a higher open rate. So any of those can be a desired action that you're going to have. Now, ultimately, you're you're going to have a what's at the top of the mountain, right? What what and at the top of the mountain is that big conversion. It's that final sale. If you have a big event, you know, or if you have a big product, um, but there's lots of micro conversions and lots of micro steps leading up to that. So, so when we talk conversion rate optimization, it applies to all of those. So that means Google ads, Facebook ads, you know, all your PPC, all, all of those things. So um, all of those things can be optimized. So the, the process of increasing the percentage of prospects who complete an action. And as you shared, sometimes there's many little almost micro actions that lead up to the ultimate action, which yes. would be a purchase, a sale, a, a blog, sign up, right. a video download, etc. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you sure. find that in today's really evolving rapidly digital marketing world that increasing your CRO is becoming more difficult because of all of the noise, all of the options, all of the choices that customers have? Or do you think it's becoming a little bit easier because of people like you, your agency, tools, um, the a better understanding that people don't just fall in the funnel? Do you think it's becoming harder to achieve higher conversion rates or do you think it's becoming a little bit easier or is it kind of all over the board? I Well, you know, I think it's really dependent on the individual and, and it kind of applies to what we're going to talk about probably a little bit later on today, which is what is your mindset and your approach? Because mm -hmm. if I, I think a good question is to know is like, are you, if you're ready for CRO or not, because we, we, we tend to call it, um, <laughs> so we tend to call it calling your baby ugly. Okay. And I, I, I've had people call my baby ugly before. I have a one-year-old. I happen to think he's cute. There's a lot of people that think he's cute. But one individual who drove by in a car, I think it was a high schooler, said my baby was ugly. But um, <laughs> it's kind of what you're doing with CRO is we're looking at your marketing materials. We're looking at your website. We're looking at your baby. And we're like, hey, you know, mm, it's got this thing I wrong really with it. really give my baby an yeah. agent or should I yeah. my baby in the closet? Yes. So if you really love your baby, and that's, again, we're going to talk about the, the mindset and some of the roadblocks. And so I think that can hold people back because the question really is, is, well, do you, are you married to that copy? Like, can you, you know, use the term like kill your darlings? Like, like, is that important to you or is the conversion important to you? And a lot of times what will happen is people just no, they're like, no, I like my shiny awesome like website or i like i love this like high html email it's like well you know it's it's underperforming compared to something a lot simpler or a lot more clear and so that's really the question is like well are you ready to, to take those steps are you ready to start experimenting are you open to the idea that you know what is contained on your website or what's contained in those ads just isn't performing compared to something else so there's well, always opportunity. Really, that's, that's a really great way to kind of explain um, the thought process behind CRO. And I think about it too, even from like a recruiting standpoint, the fact that many of us think our LinkedIn's, our profiles, right, are so wonderful and they're hitting the mark. And one thing we've learned from some of our previous guests is that people don't go to our LinkedIn profiles looking to see our resume. And I'm so good at this and I've done this and I've done this. They right. want to see what you can do for them. So yes. I like this idea that CRO is taking a closer objective or customer mindset approached look at what you've considered to be great and what you've considered to be the ultimate yeah. in brand expression or like you said the copy that you're in love with or this gold star right. website because the pictures are so great it's right, really taking right. a closer look at really the tools that you've put into play and figuring out if they're really doing what they're supposed to be doing cool. yeah and the the customer will tell you the data will tell you um so you, you can look at that and, and be driven by that um i i now want to go optimize my linkedin profile i'm like okay well what are like you know, what, what goal am I trying to achieve with it? And what do people think when they land there? And uh, yeah. so I, might, I might have to One do that. One thing we've learned yeah. from previous guests too, is there's so much happening at the top of your LinkedIn 
and you have, you know, it's kind of like you have 30 seconds to make a good first impression. You've got yeah. one third or one quarter of the top of your LinkedIn page to get people interested, to get them to scroll down. So yeah. are you ultimately optimizing that yeah. real estate, right? Well, let's talk about myths yeah. of a CRO because yeah. I know you've shared with us that there is several different myths um, and ideas that people have about conversion rate optimization. What are some of those myths? Yeah. Colin? So, um, I think the three big ones I hear is, um, the first one is that like, Hey, CRO is, it, it's daunting. It's kind of scary. It's like kind of like probably how SEO was for people years ago. They're like, Ooh, SEO scary. I got to change all these things and metadata and keywords and their head starts spinning. And the other one is it takes a lot of development. The term radical redesign is scary. I, I got to totally redesign my site and it's radical and I don't surf. It's gnarly. What's going on? So, you know, there's the idea that they've got to redo everything. And um, I want you to think about it this way. Can you have two different types of Google ads with, with different types of copy? Sure. Can you have two different images in a Facebook ad? Sure. That's all you need. That's all you need to start conversion rate optimization. Something as simple as that, because... If you have a question as to, I wonder if more people would click a picture of a cat than a picture of a dog, which is how I got 200% more conversions, by the way, that simple question can lead to an increase and can lead to an experiment and lead to a test. So all you need is a question about something. Mm. Like, I'm not sure if this copy's right. Maybe this other copy's better. Then you can test it and see. And the customers will tell you which one leads to more clicks or um, leads to to more sales or whatever you're trying to achieve. So that's that's one of the big ones is there's all these little things that you could test. You could you could test subject lines in an email. There's no there's no development there at all. It's just having two versions. I think that's um, funny you brought up subject lines in an email because I've been having an issue with my emails um, going to people's spam. And we're trying to figure out, is there a word I'm using in the subject line? Absolutely. It's yeah. triggering a filter. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. So it really starts, what I'm hearing you say is CRO just starts with questioning what's there, you know, how can it right. be perceived? Could this yeah. be different? And, it, and then it really ultimately too kind of jumps into this world of testing, beta testing, and, yeah. and ultimately letting the customer tell you what's working. Yes. With their behavior. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're married, if you're like, this is the best subject line I've ever written, you're not ready for CRO. Ooh, you're not so ready you're yet. Too proud and your ego's too big. Probably. And you yeah. don't like change. Yeah, probably. But if you're like, I don't care. I want, I want to know what works. Yeah. Like, and guess what? If you wrote both the subject lines, then you did write the best subject line. So it's it's fine. You're still writing the best subject line. So the, the second one is uh, my pages are converting well. I don't need CR. People think they're good to go. Um, mm -hmm. This is another one we hear. And and oftentimes what will happen is your highest performing page or your highest traffic page, that's the first one we want to look at because that's the one that has the most potential. And if you're not converting at 100%, okay, let's be a little, let's be a little more generous. If you're not converting at like 90%, it could be optimized. Now you're probably not ever going to get to 90%, but there's always room for improvement. You can always be increasing the conversion rate if you're you're probably less than 10% on some of these pages, right? So um, unless it's like a high motivation page or something, something uh, particular. So there's always room for improvement. And um, the pages that are often converting well are the ones that that can have the most opportunity for for testing. By the way, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second, Colin, because you're offering to do something really incredible in the finale of our series, <laughs> part four. If you're joining us live, if you're listening on the replay, I want to encourage you in the comment section here or on the Engage LinkedIn page, I want you to leave your company name, your name, or your screen name, or you know, a link to connect with you. I guess it would be there if you're leaving the comments. So I take that back. And your company's website, because in the finale show, part four of four, Colin is going to bring up two different company websites and actually take a look at them and and, and kind of dissect them and, and do what we're talking about, ask the questions and, um, and give you some feedback. So if you'd like Colin, who's a master at CRO, to take a look at your website, 
definitely leave your company name and company website in the comment section for this show, in the, in the comment section on any post for Engage. Ooh, Jamie just jumped in. Sweet. Uh, e-commerce marketing. I love it. She says, my starry chart. And she shared it's mystarrychart.com. Awesome. Okay, Jamie. Okay, I'm not going to look at you it. To be one of the two <laughs> selected in just a couple of weeks in part four, which is Tuesday, every Tuesday for the next four weeks, Colin's going to be here live on LinkedIn Live. So awesome. thank you for joining. And we'll definitely yeah, thank you, add Jamie. you. Excited. Awesome. I'm excited to look. I won't look at that till the final. It's going to be Yes, tough. I was going to say, Colin, no cheating, yeah, no looking at any. And you cannot pick. I'm literally going to put down everybody's things and yeah. put them in a hat. And we'll, okay. we'll, Sounds we'll, good. Uh, we'll pick excited. them and we'll announce them maybe in advance or maybe at the start of the show. I'm, okay. I'm not sure yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like freestyle rapping. You got to go off the dome if you're going to yes. do live optimization. Um, Jamie just shared a comment that her company helps oh, parents awesome. to raise resilient children. I love that. Thank I you so much, that. Jamie, for joining us today. I'm interested. I, I want my kid to be resilient. That's very important. Resilient and beautiful. In today's culture. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, yeah so not, not ugly. Minute. Last myth last of, one um, real quick is, isn't it, isn't it common sense? Yeah. Isn't it just common sense how to do this? And it really isn't. And it, and it leads into kind of what we talk about is you're going to view your website differently. You're going to view your marketing differently. You know, you, we, we talked about kind of having like a blind spot. And when you've been in an, an organization for a long time, let's say you're, you're in marketing there and you've been there for a very long time, you can start to develop what we call like a company mindset. And you're just viewing everything through the lens of the company. You know how your website works. You know where to go. You know what you can do. You know what the the, the insider language is. But somebody who's branded your website, they, they land there and they're trying to figure it out. And sometimes the information is hidden. I was looking at a website the other day and they kept referring to this thing, like this event. And I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. It took me 30 minutes to figure out what they were talking about. And it was, it was almost as if they were trying to hide the information from me. So, so it's just not common sense. And, and people sometimes don't realize how many hoops or how many obstacles they've actually put in the way towards a conversion. So sometimes one of the easy things is just clearing out all those things, removing all that friction. I like that you mentioned as well that sometimes the people closest to a project, a company, a brand, a message are almost the most blind to how that message is perceived, how that platform is used. And we even experienced that with our own company, Engage. You know, we've made so many changes over the last six months to our platform because subscribers have said to us, hey, did you ever realize that? You know, you could use a notification button here, or maybe if this was set up differently or the navigation of the platform was different. Like we've had subscribers come from their experience and say, hey, this this would make more sense or I, I could really use this feature. And we've had that aha moment and said, oh, wow, look at that. A brand new user has just made a huge improvement to our platform because through their eyes, it was missing something, lacking something, yeah. something could be improved. So yeah. I think that that's a, a really good point. Really good point. Yeah. That you're yeah. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned earlier, by, by the way, you already mentioned it, but cats versus dogs, which one will win? You don't know until you test. Yeah. I think that's a really good point as well. So, so this was early on and it was, it was basically an experiment. It was for, uh, this was for a sign up, and it had a upsell at the end of it. Okay. So this is just for like sign up for a newsletter. It was a freebie. It was like kind of like an ebook. And, um, and we had like a picture of a dog and I just kind of was thinking about our customer and I'm like, well, our demographic is like 60 plus female. Mm. Um, I'm guessing probably my majority of them, or at least some of them are cat owners, probably not dog owners. I, I just don't, don't think of our audience as having kind of these, these big dogs around, or maybe they have some little dogs. So I was like, Hey, why don't we just do a simple, simple cats versus dogs. And it's, it was kind of a joke at the time because it was one of the, you know, uh, questions that we ask every new employee. They're like, okay, cats or dogs, you can only pick one. And, it, and there was a, a clear divide in the company of which side you run. So I was like, hey, this would be a fun experiment to run. Dogs. So we ran the, we ran the dogs. experiment. Dogs. 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 I'm more of a dog person. I've owned both. So, you know, really? I, I had an iguana. So maybe I'm a lizard person. I don't even fit in that, uh, in that category. You would have had to put an iguana on there. Did so. you know, by the way, I just learned that in Florida, when it gets really cold, Iguanas will be up in the trees and they will freeze and literally fall out of the trees. That's horrible. Those yeah. Guys. And recently, I don't know, they were talking about recently it hasn't been that cold. 
And so the iguana population is like it's going out of control. control yeah. Florida. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. fun fact. Yeah. I love iguanas. They're a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. So I ran the experiment and that's, I think it was something like a 220% increase in click through rate for, for the cat. And we also ended up, I, I mean, we were getting leads at a cost of 15 cents, which I actually had remembered as 30 cents a lead, but it was 15 cents. And these were full file. This was like, we had your address, we had everything. because we were actually mailing you this kind of this ebook. So it was, it was a phenomenal campaign. It was one of the most successful campaigns we ever ran. But just, just having that idea of like, Hey, I wonder if a cat picture would convert more. And then you try it and you're like, oh my gosh, we get this huge result. And then you can go in and go, okay, well now how can we get even more from the, from the cat? So just having that idea to, to test and, and going in forth and doing it is, is all you need to start. I think you need to retitle any books you have in the make in the works right now is Colin's cats, right? <laughs> Colin's cats, company mindset, customer mindset, Colin, Amy, Colin's cats. Perfect. Um, interesting. And it's so simple. It's so simple. And you know what? Doing a test like that could ultimately, if you think about it, save a company so much money and time. Yes. Right. Simply by doing a test up front or a test when you're unsure or a test when, like you said, the conversion rates are well below where you'd like them to. Yeah. Why not do a test? Absolutely. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who just, um, ran a test on her website for opt-in for a sign-up. Uh, so it was an opt-in on our website and she had a 25% increase and she, and, and it was just, I think just, just a, a headline. I don't even think she changed the, the, the picture. She just changed the headline and she was just blown away. I she's like, I can't believe I could get this increase. Like I'm, I'm hooked. I'm convinced that like testing is the way. And when you think about it, like you said, how, companies are losing money, there really is an opportunity cost because had you done that test sooner, how many weeks ago or months ago, that's 25% more leads for weeks or months. So you really have to think about the opportunity cost of not uh, utilizing conversion rate optimization as well. It, it can literally if increase all of your goals and that it really does help scale. Especially if you're promoting something that has a time factor in it, like a live event or, um, some sort of sign up or some sort of offer that's going to expire, it's a great idea to do some type of test at the very beginning so that you aren't spinning your wheels and wasting time and resources. Absolutely. I mean, because you can spend months, weeks planning on something and you're like, oh, the messaging's way off, mm. you know, and you'll, you'll just never know unless you experiment. Mm. Let's talk company mindset yes. or customer mindset. Yeah. So um, I think those are generally the two mindsets people fall into. I think most people kind of the default mode is company mindset. Mm -hmm. And that is the, the main problem behind all of this and why it's not just like common sense or something like that. So some questions to kind of think about, you know, um, how do you feel about your website is a question. Mm -hmm. You might feel great about it. You um, I like we talked about like some of these websites, like they love it. They're not ready to change. They think it's great. So how do you feel about it? And then I want you to think about how do your customers feel about the website when they land on it? And maybe some of them have told you, you know, like you had mentioned, like, Hey, I, I really wish this navigation was this way, or we could really use this mm -hmm. button here. And they're telling you how they feel like, Hey, this, mm -hmm. this isn't working for me. Right. Um, or you can look at data and infer things like, well, they're bouncing or nobody's clicking. Okay, well, they don't feel good. <laughs> they, they, they're not taking the desired action because they're not feeling it, feeling maybe secure. They're not, there wasn't enough clarity. There's something there that's causing them to not feel good. So mm -hmm. think about that. How do you feel about your website? How do your customers feel about your website? And then which is more important to you? That is, that's the ultimate question. Um, is, is how you feel about your site more important to you than how your customers feel about your site? And so the, the key behind this is to try to figure out how your customer thinks and then how they're going to behave and then adapt your site for them. And that's where the testing comes in and that's where the data comes in and, and helping you helping to guide those decisions. So when we talk about um, some, some things that uh, kind of will 
indicators that you're landing in in company mindset is uh are there like terms or phrases on your site are there like products mm -hmm. on your site that you know completely that you pretend like you don't know what that product is and start looking at your page and see if you can figure out what your product is or show it to somebody you know that's why we mm -hmm. like doing these live optimizations show it to somebody who doesn't know your website doesn't know your product and can they figure out what your product is, what they're supposed to do on that page, where they can get the information they need to get. And you'll start to discover these things. You're like, so is it this? Is it that? Um, mm -hmm. what, what can I do here? What is the purpose of this page? You start to figure out all those things. And um, but, the, but the key is kind of really like, what's more important to you, how you feel or how your customers feel? Right. And to me, that seems like an obvious question. Sure. But again, ego gets in the way, um, pride, just kind of the way we've expected things to be or how we imagine them to be or what we see our competitors doing. All of those things can definitely affect how we perceive our own company website, our own brand. And that can kind of help or hinder this process of optimizing the yeah. website. It would seem so common sense to me that obviously I care more how the customer sure. perceives my website because ultimately I'm trying to connect with that person or I'm trying to gain a sale or a, a customer yeah. out of yeah. that lead. But then again, there are a lot of things that come into play. Hey, well, another important Okay. Another important thing you said was was uh, your competitors, because mm -hmm. a lot of people will do that. And, and I've even seen experts suggest this. They're like, look at your top five competitors and just copy mm -hmm. what they're doing. Well, the reason that's not good advice is because you do not know if they tested their website at all. You don't know if they tested anything. So mm -hmm. they don't even know if their things work. So you're just copying something that you don't even know if it's been tested and works. Um you don't know their metrics. You don't know, like, I mean, unless maybe they gave you access to their analytics or something, I'm, I'm guessing no, but you can't just blindly copy your competitors either. Um, that's, that's not the answer to this. Right. Right. Um, hey, Colin, in your experience, do you find that most of the clients who come to your agency meta are feeling confident about their website, feel like it's a gold star, A for not only effort, but you know, the, the conversions that should be experiencing? Do you feel like most companies are happy with their website and really ultimately confused as to why the conversions aren't happening? Or do you find the majority of your clients are confused? They don't know where to start. They're, they're, maybe they're not happy with their website. Um, do you find yeah. that the pendulum swings one way or the other? Or is it a mix? Yeah. That's a really good question. So um, I think there's been people that they they just don't know. They're like, I'm not sure what's happening here. I spent all this money on an ad, and nobody clicked it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Or you know, they got they got this. They didn't take the desired action I was trying to trying to take. Um, and then I've had I've had clients who are like, Hey, um, this is this is a great product. Everything is great. We set everything up, but we're not getting the the conversion that we expected. You know, and, and that was one where they're confused. They just don't know. They're like, they're, and they're really, they're a marketing agency. They're really great at what they do. They had like the number one, you know, YouTube ad or something last year. Right. So they, they're really good at what they do, but they were just confused. And so I looked at stuff and I'm like, I was like, Hey guys, like I'm noticing this big problem here. And then they were like, Oh, we just, we didn't even think of that. So they just weren't viewing it through the lens of the customer. Like we talked about kind of some of the things that customers will experience, like, it might be not clear to them. Um, mm -hmm. They might not trust your website. Like, are there, is there enough things that will build trust? They're going to feel anxiety at all of these points. Like, um, you know, that, and it's just natural to us as humans and us when we mm -hmm. convert, like right before you hit that pay now button or right before you hit that complete checkout button. It's like, that's why there's abandoned cart emails. Like how many carts have you abandoned? in your lifetime probably a lot right and there's really reasons you're like that answer but yeah <laughs> right. how many times have you filled out everything and you get to the credit card info and you go i'm not ready to put in my credit card info and then you click off and then you go okay maybe tomorrow and then tomorrow you you go all the way through the conversion process like you stop at a certain point there's something holding you back there maybe mm -hmm. it's anxiety maybe there just wasn't enough value communicated to a high cost that you're paying all of these things come into play so 
you have to kind of think through each each of those things as how your a customer would approach that. Um, but when you're looking at it, you're just looking at like, okay, what do we as a company? You would look at what do we need in the checkout? Okay, we need to fill out this. We need the credit card. We put a button here. Okay, good. And then oh, we should probably like do a thank you page so we can track this, right? Like mm-hmm. you're probably doing something like that, you know, instead of thinking about like go through this conversion now as if you were a customer, right? And a good way to do this, I think we talk about this in a later training, is think about your own conversions. Think about the last thing you bought. Think about what it took to get there, especially the journey too. Like, did you go through an email? Did you see Facebook ads? Have you been a subscriber for a while? All of those things are like information about how we, you know, ultimately are going to like buy products or sign up for things, things like that. I I like that you brought that up because when you were sharing that scenario, of how many things are you clicking, abandoning a cart. One experience I had, and um, maybe if you're listening and you've experienced the same thing, Dan, the frustration, I recently purchased something from a social media app and it was something I needed, let's just say I needed it about two weeks later. And I thought for sure, if I order this, I'll get it in time. And sure enough, it ended up being something that was made and manufactured in China, even though they tried to act like it was made in Italy. And the tracking of it literally took, I think, almost five weeks from when they told me it was leaving the warehouse to hobnobbing around other countries to then being at the port to leave Europe to then being on this slow boat. And ultimately, you know, the slow boat from China was a real thing. And this product came from China. And I was so upset um, because a, I needed it and the time frame came and went and I didn't have it. And I literally could see it on the boat, but something from that past experience now that has changed my process moving forward sure. is now I look to see if something that I'm interested in specifically says somewhere, especially if it's through a social media app, I specifically look for it made in the United States or shipped from the United States or guaranteed 10 day delivery. I look for something because yeah. after that experience just once yeah, I'm like, I'm never buying anything off a social media app because now I've figured out all these companies are spending tons of money to just funnel through to us basically and intercept my scrolling with yep. products they know I'm going to want. And ultimately I'm being taken advantage of by a customer because right. You know, and then also what I was told it would cost ultimately was not what I was billed. Um, wow. And I went through, you know, a, a provider and it was like, oh, a $6 difference. So it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, maybe that's the tax because they said it was coming from Italy. Now it's coming from China, which I didn't know. Yeah. But it's like $6 difference doesn't make me want to c- contact the provider and make a stink right. about it. But right. If a company like that is falsely you know, charging $6 for every person who purchases times thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, you know. So now I'm very skeptical to ever complete a purchase through a social media app unless I see certain trigger words that make me as a customer feel confident. Well, you just delivered like solid gold for anybody who's who's in that industry because now they've got insight into how, how a potential customer is going to think about that. And like, they can maybe start trying to um, address some of those objections, you know, but t- t- some important things that you mentioned, it's um, you felt like t- took advantage of, mm-hmm. they didn't meet your expectations, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that negative experience is now changing how, how you're going to convert online, you know, Absolutely. and now you're looking for certain things. So now it's going to be harder for, for companies to convert. And I think that's, that's also key to just customers in general. Mm-hmm. You said the word skeptical, and that's exactly the word I would use. That is how they're going to approach your site. They're not approaching it the way you think of it. You're not skeptical when you look at your site, you look at your site and it's great. Like, right? You think, is- why wouldn't somebody, it's the extreme opposite. You think, right. obviously right. someone's going to think this website's beautiful. Like you said, I think my baby's beautiful. Right. someone's going to buy my cool product. Right. They're landing there and they're going, is this real? 
is this a legit site is this gonna mm -hmm. like steal all my information is it my especially you're handing over a credit card what are they doing with my credit card is this safe is it secure is it, you know is the site secure am i gonna get what i pay for am i gonna get it on time am i is this really the price that i'm supposed to be paying so um all of those are, are some of the questions that potential customers are going to have. What makes me sad too, when I think about my experience and how it affected me, that company based in China spent a ton of money to literally get to everybody they wanted to get to. And we're going to talk about that just, I think in a minute, like how to get to your audience. And I think about the small, you know, female owned soap company in Iowa, right? right that makes organic homemade crafted soaps that is also using the same social media platform to get their brand out there, probably with a lot less money, probably yeah. with a lot more overhead. And I think about, you know, how they're impacted from something that's just completely not related, you know, yeah. and, and how they have to work harder to prove, you know, what they're selling and what they're doing and that it's legit and that you'll get it in time, that they won't overcharge you because of what all these other companies that have the ability, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to kind yeah. of, um, you know, kind of shed some retail scenarios in a very negative light. So it kind of makes yeah. it harder for the smaller businesses. For sure. And and there's great places, like the great places where people that are, hey, I'm looking for the small pop shop and they can go mm -hmm. to places like Etsy and stuff and find that, right. which is really cool. And I mean, I know people that have, they've got like six figure businesses on there and you're like, that's awesome. People are, you know, customers are finding them and, and they're doing great there. So really absolutely. Cool. Well, yeah. let's talk about our last, um, our last bullet point for today's talk, part one of four with Colin Lepiscopo. Let's talk about who your audience is, how you yes. target them, you know, in your experience, Colin, how do we find them? How do we learn more about what they're purchasing and where they're hanging out? Share with yeah. us some tips on how to target the right audience. Yeah. So really the question is just like, like, do you know your audience, like who, who you're targeting? I, I, good example was I remember I had a client early on and they had some ads and they had, they were targeting like everybody. I remember it was like, if there were like check boxes, they could click in like a Facebook audience, like they clicked everything. And, and I asked them, I'm like, why are you, cause I, I was thinking about like who their, their, their audience was. And I'm like, well, it's probably like males between age 45 to 55 and they play sports and they go to the gym and they do, you know, so-and-so and, uh, and he's targeting everyone. He's targeting, you know, 60 year old females who own cats probably. And, and he's like, why? Well, I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Like, I, I, I don't want to miss anybody. And, um, it, it was just funny to me because I'm like, well, when you, when you don't aim, when you aim at nothing, you, you hit nothing, you know, you have to aim at your specific audience that your product or your service or your website is designed for. So, um, there are like great, like, you know, avatar building tools and things like that. But what tends to happen is people, and I know I've been talking about demographics, but people tend to focus on demographics because it's the easy thing and you can look at the data. Um, but what you really want to try to focus on rather than demographics is behavior, which means where does your audience hang out? Like what social platforms do they use? What websites do they go to? Um, what do they, what other products do they purchase? You know, what other services do they purchase? Um, and then think about like, well, what matters most to them in, in their lives? Are they, is it, you know, if you're doing coaching or something, is it like self-development and personal improvement? Is it getting gains at the gym? You know, is it uh, building their business? You know, is it um, becoming a better parent or learning how to cook better meals for their kids? Um, and then what do they ultimately want to accomplish? Like, what are they, what are their big goals? Um, when you start to think about those things, you can start to build kind of a, a profile that will tell you a little bit more about how they're going to behave. And then you can start to think like, what are they going to do when they hit my website? So that kind of helps you get into their shoes a little bit, but you have to know who they are before you can even start to, you know, try to think about how they're going to view your website. All really good tips. So understanding what they purchase, what matters to them, what do they want to accomplish? Like, what are their needs in terms of, obviously one of the biggest things we talk about on our show is part of being relevant is painting the need of a customer and then following up with how your product, your service, your, you know, whatever it is that you're putting out can, can solve that need, that pain point. 
Absolutely. So, yeah. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. And we'll definitely talk more about that when we get to like sales page flows and some things like that. Mm, I love it. I love it. I feel like I'm getting really excited for what's to come. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about, you know, our actionable takeaway for part one of four on conversion rate optimization. What is the first thing you want to suggest to someone either watching the live show today, watching our, our show replay at the Engage Live Show Library, or listening to a podcast version of today's show? What's the actionable takeaway today, yeah. Colin? So, so the action step is, and, and we put review your website through the eyes of your customer, but you can review anything. You can review, like, let's think about what you potentially want to test or what you want to optimize. Look at that. So let's say it's maybe it's ads, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but for the sake of this, we'll say website. But I, I don't want you to be limited by website. But hopefully, um, we talked about enough today to get you to kind of start thinking about, hey, I'm I'm viewing things probably through my company mindset because that's typically the default. So try to get yourself out of that and think about whatever you're going to look at. So if it's your website, think about where people are coming from first. So did they come from maybe some PPC ads? Are they coming from email? So think about what they saw before they got there. That's, that's the first step. So if it's, um, if it's an ad, then think about like, let's say it's a Facebook ad, just as another example, think about, mm -hmm. Hey, they saw this as they were scrolling through uh, Facebook or Instagram. So they were in the feed. So think about where they were, were before they got there and how they got there. And then start thinking about the questions they might have when they get there. Is there anything that's unclear with what, whatever this landing page is? Um, is there anything on that page that uh, might distract them or might trip them up or might take them somewhere else that doesn't align with the goal? So I just want you to start thinking about questions they might have, things that might trip them up. And, it, and these might be obvious. You might be like, oh my gosh, they don't, they don't know what this other side product I mentioned is we don't even talk about it, right? But you know what it is, and it made sense to you when you when you when you built the page, or you wrote that copy. So that would be the action step. I want it to be practical. And then if you see something and you're like, I want to test this, maybe um, you have low traffic or something, just change it and see what happens. Um, and then just like measure the results. If it's a high impact and you're like, well, I'm not sure. Well, then you can look into ways to to do some split testing and A/B testing. Maybe some of you are already doing testing already. Just start, just test it. Test the idea. If you say, you know what, I don't think they understand this. I'm going to try to write clearer copy. Test that copy. This is all so interesting. I'm actually really excited about how much I'm learning because prior to the show, I learned just a little bit about what CRO was. But I think this is a great four-part series for someone like me or someone who maybe knows a little more than me, or maybe someone who's never heard of CRO, uh, maybe a new business owner, right? A startup company, someone who's just getting their website off the ground. This is a great opportunity to not only understand what it is, how it can help your business, your website, the, the amount of hoops that someone needs to jump through, but ultimately how you can become, I think, also more accountable for your website, for your materials, for your ads. When we put these marketing strategies together, digital marketing is a huge part of it nowadays. And it's especially becoming bigger and bigger. The more that things become virtual and the more that the, you know, we rely on the internet and the more we have, but a lot of people source the different pieces of digital marketing out to different yes. agencies. And they yeah. just say, hey, this is the photo I want you to use. Make it pretty, you know, and, and they don't right. really take responsibility for the outcome. They don't take accountability for, you know, ultimately their own brand. They just source yeah. it out. Right. So I think this yep. is a cool way if you can step into, you know, your CRO class with Colin and myself yeah. for the next four weeks, we can help you understand more about it. So that as a business owner, an entrepreneur, a startup, you can start asking the right questions and, and make sure that, you know, just because it looks like a gold star, yeah. that it really is. And if it's yeah. not, you can use some of these tips and actionable takeaways to make it look and act like a gold star. Yeah. And it doesn't apply to just digital. This could be traditional too. Like, mm -hmm. and, and a good test might be like, Hey, just like, like look at billboards as you're driving around or just look at other, other traditional marketing things. And yeah. you're going to view it as a customer. So think right. about how you look at it and then try to think about the, like how they're viewing at it 
through, through their company logic and their company mindset. And you'll start to, that'll help you kind of like be able to look at your site better. You'll go, wait, I don't understand what that billboard means. What the heck are they talking about? And they're right. like, and then you'll see like a little logo and you're like, I don't even know what that company is. So right. start looking at things do? like that. Oh, it's a roofing company. I thought they sold rubber ducks, right? Totally. So, and I think too, asking yourself the questions that something makes you think, like when you see a billboard, what questions come to mind? Take those questions, go to your website, go to your ad, go to your marketing and then ask yourself those same questions. Because yeah. you may not have ever asked yourself those questions because you know your brand, you know your logo, you know your product, and you know what you do. Somebody else doesn't. They just know whatever the last thing they saw before that. Love and then it. they need to be completely it. reoriented after they click it. That's another thing. But <laughs> We'll get into that. More. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Well, Colin, it has been a pleasure to get to know you better, learn a little bit more about some of the basics of CRO. You broke down some myths for us about what CRO is and what it isn't. You helped us understand having a customer mindset versus a company mindset. And then you've also helped us understand too, in your experience, how we can better target our audience and really what questions to be asking ourselves when we're working on targeting yeah. the right audience. So you're going to be back next Tuesday. Yes. Uh, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern. It'll be September 28th for part two, where we're going to talk about convincing a prospect to take action, whether it's a click, a purchase, and, and what that really is all about. It's about what we call the value proposition. Yes. Um, the cost versus value proposition. So, yep. or value versus cost. Yes. So we'll yeah. be talking about that next week. And in the meantime, as Colin shared, this is a great time to go look at the ad you have running, look at your website, look at some piece of your marketing world, and, and, and look at it through the customer's perspective. Uh, another great little exercise is look at billboards as you're driving. What questions are they making you ask? Do you understand what the product is? Do you understand if they're targeting you, who it's for? All great things that you can then turn around and ask yourself for your own marketing and brand and message. I will say it's going to, it's going to become uh, maybe not addictive, but you're just going to start doing it net normally. You will opt, you'll like optimize. You're like, what does this mean? You just start asking these questions of every marketing material. Like my wife does it now. She'll be like, what does that billboard mean? I have no idea what that product is. And I'm like, oh my Ooh. gosh, she's just optimizing it for them. So, cause I've hey, just I have done a fun it so experiment. much. I have a fun experiment, Colin, for you and I, but okay. before next week, I'm going to go to your LinkedIn page. Okay. Which I'm going to share yes. now with our audience. It's Colin Lepescopo. Did I say that right? I said it right. Yeah. Okay. And for those of you listening on the podcast, find Colin on LinkedIn. It's C O L I N L E P I S C O P O. That's how you spell his name. Um, I'm going to go to your LinkedIn profile page and I'm going to see if I feel like you're maximizing the top real estate of your profile. I'm probably not. I, I'll tell I, you right now, I'm not. You don't think so? Okay. Well, I'm going to go look and I'm going to see if I can maybe make one or two notes on things I think you can improve on your page. I, I will tell you, I will, I will kind of offer a little bit of a challenge though. If anybody can discover what my, my banner is from, I will give them a gold star. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm always up for a challenge. So make sure after today's show, you go and visit Colin's LinkedIn page. And then also let's talk about what our audience can find on your website, metathesite.com, Colin. Yeah. If you, if you think, Hey, you're ready for, to, for some CRO or Hey, you just want to like stay in on like some of the insights. I'm going to be sharing some case studies and some insights from client work. Uh, if you're interested in, in continuing the conversation and talking more with me, um, you can reach me there or at LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Colin. I'm going to awesome. let you go and let you prepare your notes for next week's show. We're so excited to have you back. So Colin's next show will be Tuesday, September 28th, part two, convincing a prospect to take action, your value proposition. And if you're just joining us, maybe you missed the beginning of today's show, you're going to be able to catch the replay of this show with Colin in a few different places. We will have it on LinkedIn. We'll repost it in just a few days. So you may be able to catch it there. We'll also have it in our show library. And you can visit our show library by simply going online to engage, N-G-A-G-G-E.com forward slash live dash show dash library. That's where all of our guest shows will live 
for eternity, Colin. So um, our audience can definitely go there to catch your show replay. But I want to encourage you to do that, especially because for show number four, Colin's actually going to pick two different company websites and we're going to optimize them live for show number four. And we had um, Jamie drop her company name, mystarrychart.com in the comment section today. So I want to encourage you to go to LinkedIn and visit the Engage company page where you'll see some replays of today's show throughout the next week. And you'll also see a post we'll put up for sure to let you know the date and time of next week's show. Drop your company name and your company website there for your chance to enter to be one of the two companies that we choose for his finale show in October. How exciting. That's going to be really That's exciting. Neat. Yeah, really I love neat. that. Well, Colin, it's time for me to share our Engage News of the Week with our audience. So awesome. I'm going to let you go. Great. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. And we'll get into part two of four, continuing our, consu- I always want to say customer rate optimization, <laughs> conversion rate optimization for part series on how to increase your conversion rate optimization by up to 200%. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Love being here. If you guys have any questions, let me know. Absolutely. Drop any questions you have in the comments section, even if you're watching this show right now on a webinar replay, because we do get those questions and we will bubble them up to Colin and we'll email you a response back. Colin, thanks again so much. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye guys. All right, you guys, wasn't Colin an amazing guest? I feel like I feel like I'm back in school, but I'm really excited to learn more about conversion rate optimization because as we learned from Colin, it can make all the difference in the amount of leads that you're getting and the amount of qualified leads that you're getting and whether you're even reaching your target audience at all. So let's learn more together. Join me next Tuesday, the 28th. That'll be at 11 a.m. Eastern for part two of four, where we'll get into talking about your value proposition. Okay, just really quick, before I let you all go, our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week this week has to do with Facebook. So Facebook has launched new business tools to help brands connect directly with their leads and their customers. With the new tools, once your brand creates a message ad, Facebook will now identify the messaging platform the customer or prospect uses most often and then suggest that they message that, that they message you on that service. Now businesses can choose all the messaging platforms where they're available to chat and Facebook will default the messenger app in your ad based on where a conversion, we just talked about conversion rates, where a conversion is most likely to happen. What's so cool about this news of the week is that our platform, Engage, allows your team, your team of agents, your team of salespeople to take full advantage of this new feature with its ability to access Messenger, Instagram, DM, and also WhatsApp. So no matter where you're targeting your customers, when they message you, all of their messages will come into the Engage platform in one place. So that way your agents can best answer questions, converse with your clients, your leads, provide information to them, and everything is streamlined. And there's also context. So agents can actually read previous messages all in that same place as well. So guess what? That leads to an optimized customer experience. Your customer feels important. Your customer feels like they can access you and they don't feel like a number. They feel like you care about their needs, which is what it's all about. Cool. Very cool Engage News of the Week this week. Okay, if you're just tuning in and you missed the show, I shared it, but I want to share it again. Don't forget to go to our Engage company page on LinkedIn, N-G-A-G-G-E. That's how you find us. Our logo is a brightly colored rainbow cog. There you can follow us for more show dates and times. And I do want to include that our next show is actually tomorrow. So in between our show series with Colin, we'll have a show, every other show. And tomorrow's show, our guest expert is Thomas Schwab. He is an award-winning author, creator of the new fast-growing field of podcast interview marketing. And tomorrow, he'll join us to explain how we can build our brand and grow sales exponentially 
by actually being a guest on other people's podcasts. How interesting is that? So make sure you go to the Engage LinkedIn company page to find that show, click attend, and then you'll receive a reminder tomorrow right before we go live. And also, if you have any show topic ideas or questions for previous guests, or maybe you know somebody who would make an excellent guest on our show, feel free to connect with me as well on LinkedIn. The Marissa Morgan is how you can find me. One R, two S's, the Marissa Morgan. And you can also email me at marissa.m at engage.com. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you all so much for joining us. And again, I want to thank Colin so much. Colin says thank you to Jamie for dropping your business name as well and joining our contest to be one of two businesses in part four of our series to be really, truly looked at by Colin and, and he'll give you some tips on how to optimize your website. So we'll see you back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for our next show. And I'll also see you back here next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern for part two of four with Colin Lepiscopo. Colin, shake your head. Is that right? Lepiscopo. Such a fun name. It's, it's very Italian. I'll have to ask Colin what his nationality is before our next show. I'll see you guys all next Tuesday. Have a wonderful rest of your week.